The following contains adult language, content, and descriptions of actions not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Guru Presario Media presents the Guru Presario Podcast, starring me, Mal Sanchez. The word entrepreneur gets thrown around a lot, but it's defined by very few. Join me as I sit down with those that I've come to know, and through the art of conversation, we can all learn a little something from the nature of our work. Let's start the show. Mike check. All right, what's up, guys? Another episode, Guru Prasari Podcast here, episode 21, with my good friend Henry Ramos of Kins 5. Uh, Henry, introduce yourself. Give us a little background uh, background story. What's up, man? It's good to be here. It's good to have you here. Yeah, bro. no, thank you. Just seeing you in the realm of the podcasting world. Uh, got a nice setup here. Um, everyone in podcast land, is that what you call it? I think so, man. <laughs> I th- I, it, this is definitely like... We used to shoot, well, we, we never shot it, but we were at Geekdom for a little bit. Yeah. But it was kind of lacking there because they didn't have the purple lights. Yeah. I feel like you have to have the purple lights if you're going to podcast. Got to set the mood. Yeah. It <laughs> sets the mood. You got a little scent coming behind you from uh, La Labo. Oh. Shout out to them. Hopefully they uh, sponsor us. So I mean, <laughs> Come on, expensive. La Labo. It's telling you, dude. It's a $100 little oil bottle. I'm like, eh, too yeah. much, man. Yeah, oh, but shit. it's, it's all you know about what? the setting. I forgot to erase this. What's you can keep rolling, but let me erase this real quick. My backboard. Is that bad? Not bad. It's just distracting. Oh. Like your schedule? Oh, yeah. I'm scheduling. That's better. Sorry about that, guys. If you're, not, uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you have no idea what happened. So I suggest you go and subscribe on YouTube <laughs> and see the video. Cleaning in action. Cleaning in action, man. Yeah. But, bro, it's it's good to have you in, man. No, I, thank you. It's been, uh, it's probably been a week since we've hung out. It has, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been like a long time. No, but like, it, it's nice because I know that obviously you're a busy man and in my world of news. You as well. Is nonstop. Um so, yeah, so I didn't even introduce myself, but, yes, Henry Ramos, as you all know where by you, this where point. Where are you from? Are you originally from San Antonio? I am not. So think of uh, it's the small town boy, which when people meet me, they're like, there's no way. Like, you know, it's because I'm from Snyder, Texas. So people are like probably like, where is this? Yeah, Let me where start is Googling. Um, it's it's in West Texas. So it's about a four and a half hour drive from, are you an oil from man? San Antonio. I'm not. <laughs> Nor did I raise anything with... Sheep, four legs, horses, pigs. No, no, no. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, from Snyder, and then uh, the closest town that's pretty big is Lubbock, right? Yeah, uh, Texas Tech. Guns up. Always got to represent, right? Right. In this day and age, though, you got to be careful when you say guns up because <laughs> you just you, you can't do that. Thinking but you're raising arms with the NRA yeah. over here, man. You got to stay off. I'm like, listen, that's my alma mater, Reckham. That's what we say, you know. We do the whole sign, you know, guns up. I could tell you sent me your bio the last thing. You're like Reckham Tech yeah. hashtag. I was like, oh, he definitely wants me to put that in there. I do. I try man. to fit it in, man. I'm, I'm, a, pr- I'm a proud Red Raider. I, um, I did. I did put. I, yep, I did. You Started did. his career in Lubbock. I did say that, and then I'm pretty sure. Oh man. Man, I missed, bro. I'm sorry. What happened? I didn't put your. I'll put it. I'll put it in the caption. But I didn't put your school. You didn't put I Texas sworn Tech. I put Texas oh, Tech. It's all right. It's all right. Listen, now people know. It's yeah. all that matters. It's true. Um, you kind of grow up in West Texas, like 
either wanting to get away, right? Right? Like most kids, or you'd be like, I this Texas Tech is in my backyard. I got to be a Red Raider. That was me. I was okay. that kid. Okay. So, yeah, I went to Texas Tech for four years and then started my career there, and I was there for a long time. Did you study journalism while you were there? Yes, I did. But, you know, crazy story in the way that life works. You know, you almost feel like at your age, you've got everything figured out. You grow up, and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to be an astronaut. That wasn't my case, okay? I'm not right. that smart. I mean, I am. Hey, you yeah, are smart. Yeah, I'm smart. But, but you didn't want to go to space yet. But not like NASA smart. You I know, that's you. on a whole other level. But I grew up wanting to be a dentist. Strange That's fascination with me. The first thing that I look into someone, and I don't care who you are when I'm meeting someone, first of all, is I kind of look at your, your little swag, your attire, mm-hmm. right? Like, are we put together? We're not. Then secondly, their teeth is the... the Fuck, <laughs> don't look at my teeth, bro. Stop, stop. Shit. No, because it says a lot about someone, and it's, I had that strange fascination with teeth. I was the kid that liked going to the dentist. Oh, man. If you're watching this on YouTube, again, do not look at the video. You could subscribe, but do not look at the video. Um, it's hilarious. Man. Yeah. But I, I was the kid that liked going to get my teeth cleaned. Still to, still do to this day. Um, it's always but, fun. That's yeah. just always fun. Yeah. But then you get older and you realize, you know what? I don't think this is going to work out. I just don't know if I could stare at people's mouths every day. That's a lot to take, man. And then some <laughs> people don't have the best of breath. So can you imagine smelling... What, 50 breaths yeah, a day, and then no. out of all those, no. like 40 of them stink? Yeah. <laughs> this conversation's gone off the rails. It's gone off the rails, man. Yeah. But um, so what got me into journalism, yeah, I, I grew up watching TV news, and I was, you know, it was like sitting there at dinner watching like the World Nightly News. So I always grew up watching news, right? So I kind of had a respect for it. But then I remember when I was in middle school, I went to a TV station, and I did an interview for an organization I was in. Oh, nice. And to be honest with you, until this day, I can still remember it just being behind the scenes and seeing like the the studio lights and this anchor who I was just having a conversation with like we are right now. We weren't on the air, but I remember the camera person behind him was saying, you know, five, four, and he was still talking to me. Right. And then it got to one and he just turns around, looks at the camera, and then it's like this whole persona. I mean, not a complete like anchorman change. But it's just the fact of how he was able to multitask that. Right. I was fascinated. He went to work mode. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So this, as a kid, I just got so fascinated by behind the scenes, took a journalism class, and yeah, I remember telling my parents, like, yeah, so uh, thinking broadcast journalism. Nice. My my parents were both like, wait, what? You know, where did this come from? (laughs) They were like, we're working on the dentist thing. (laughs) You're going to have your own practice. We're going to get our teeth cleaned for free. Yeah. And no. And honestly, man, I, I kind of it's one of those things when you meet a journalist, you know, you have the story of where people are like, oh, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. I feel like I kind of fell into this and it was a perfect match. Like I I'm so glad that I did. Right. Because I'm not in it for the money, by all means. Right. Um, you have to have a passion for this. And I've been doing it for 10 years. And so I still have that passion in me course at times like in life you kind of question it right who doesn't right, right of course we always have those moments where we kind of question what we're doing right you know and so you kind of maybe like stop and think but then when you really stop and think and have a pause hit the pause button then you realize this is what i want to do you know i still have that love for it there's right. still that fire in me uh and so yeah so I've, I've still been doing it well i certainly know you have a lot of personality henry you've personally um <laughs> You've, I don't want to say 
what do you say, anchored a couple of events for the World Affairs Council, yeah. Um, yeah. where yeah. we've all interacted together in that sense with Armin. Right. Shout out to Armin. Shout out to Armin. I haven't seen him in a minute. He's going to be on soon. We've just been, he, his schedule is just super busy. And then, you know, we're just trying to find a time where he could come in, but he'll be on yeah. soon. Good guy. Um, yeah, he is. But yeah, I mean, you certainly have a passion for putting that for putting that personality out there, which is good. It's a it's a breath of fresh air, in my opinion, when you have someone that's either reporting news or in front of a camera and they have a good energy. Mm-hmm. People feed off of that and they take that, and you know, it just it turns their day into uh, a brighter day. So that. I've heard some news uh-huh. that your people are going to be able to start their day with you. Soon, yeah, yeah, or? yeah. No, this is Sorry exciting. You know, talk about you getting the scoop. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did get the scoop. Uh, no, so yeah, so you know, again, I think in terms of life, you get to a moment where do you want to evolve, right? Right. And for me, I was like, I, I do love San Antonio. It's grown on me a lot. I've I've fallen in love with the city, and so yeah, I'm gonna be anchoring uh, starting Nominal. S- yeah Sunday morning. So you'll be able to um, wake up with me, and I'll be co-anchoring with Vanessa Croy. Shout out to Vanessa. And um, we're going to be a great team. I'm excited about it. My debut is uh, the 20th, so June 20th. Nice. And uh, it's a new step, new journey. It's something different. You know, I think when looking at this, right now I report at night. So it's at 10 right. o'clock is when all my reports air. At night is a completely different ball game. I mean, a lot of the stories that I'm telling are very serious issues, hard-hitting issues in our community. Unfortunately, I like to say I'm always on death and destruction. Right. And... But yeah, when you get to know me, it's like, wait, this I'm not all about that seriousness, right. you know. So I think in this anchoring position, it's it's going to allow viewers and this that's my hope is that a they'll be able to trust me more in this role, right? Cuz I want to gain their respect in this role. They know me as the guy on the street, right, that can cover these stories. But sitting at that chair is on a different level. And so I want to a gain their respect in that way, but b I hope that they get to see a different side of me. You know, the side that you get, you kind of know me of a little bit more of, you know, kind of like the guy who's always smiling. Yeah, a little more lively. Jokes, or, exactly. a little more lively than reporting the shooting <laughs> yeah. all the time, right? Right. That's, a, that's, that's the perfect word. So I hope people get to see that. And that's what I'm will. most excited about. I think they will. I think they're going to feed off of that energy, not only on the uh, on your producer side, but I think in the public, in the public eye, I think, the, the, you know, their interpretation of who Henry Ramos is is going to start shifting a little bit and, I think you're going to, it's going to be good things, man. It's going to be good things for you in that regard. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's very nice. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it and we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Right. Um, so, okay. Re- reporting on the streets. I want I want to kind of touch on that, right? Because you and I, we ran into each other a couple of times during, um, the protest movements or the social injustice movement. Mm-hmm. I know I'm jumping a narrative here. Um, but tell me about, tell me about the importance of reporting transparency and, Kind of what it means to drive that story home, right? Whether you're 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 uh, reporting on the social injustice movement or you're meeting with a family that has just been involved in some type of traumatic event. Sure. Uh, tell me a little about about the importance of transparency. You know, that's that's huge, right? When we hear the word transparency, it's such a big word that we've been hearing a lot lately, especially right. within that movement. And I don't take that word lightly, and I don't think anyone should. And especially in the role that I serve as someone in this community that is giving a voice to the voiceless is also informing the public about certain situations happening in our city and around us, some good, some bad. But I think for me, you know, yes, I'm a journalist aide. I always want to you know, be fair, report the truth. 
but I also want the viewers to connect with the story. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I just don't want to go on the air and just say, here's this piece that I have for you. And in television news, it's very condensed. As we know, if you watch TV news, it's sometimes you're like, wait, did I miss something? You know, because we're very short in time. Right. And sometimes that's always, it's still my struggle today because I tell my producer, can I just go an extra 30 seconds? Like, I really got to say this, you know? And they're like, do you usually get it or no? See, honestly, man, my producer, shout out to Julie, who she's new. It's like, yes, they, and my EP, they, they usually do allow me to, especially nice. when you fight for it, when right. you're like, you know, this is important. I feel like you we know have to add this. You know it's an important 30-second piece. Exactly. And, and we need to add this. But I think what, in terms of what I was going to get to is that in terms of the viewer connecting is getting that emotional side of it. And that's me. It's when I interview someone, I want them to be as real, as authentic as possible in a conversation. And I always tell a lot of my interview subjects, you're not getting the questions beforehand. I don't, they'll be like, well, can you give me an idea? Sure. I'll give you an idea, but I want this to be an authentic conversation. Right. One to where, you're not going to be stopping and thinking, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to say. Right. Because then at the end of the day, then is it really real? Because now you're kind of calculating as to what you want to say. And on top of that, with the social injustice and then those families, as you mentioned, that was that emotion that was pretty raw. I mean, you were out there. Right. You saw it. And I, I think it was like almost two weeks that it happened here in our city. And I was there almost every single day. Pretty much every day in the heat, right? It was right, in the it was June. Oh my god, it was it was brutal. But honestly, it's like you knew the importance of my job that day, right? Of course. And for me, it was bringing the viewers there. There was a lot of people in this town and around us that weren't able to go out there. They knew that this conversation was happening locally and across the country. We saw it everywhere. Social media, news. We we're reading about it. And that is my job. And that's why I love my platform of being in broadcasting is because I'm a very visual person. And that's what sets us apart is let me take you there with the video. Let me hear you. Let me have you hear the outcries, the shouts. Let me show you the tears. Let me show you the signs. Let me show you the all walks of life that are out here. And this is what their message is. This is what they're hoping to get across. And I think for me, I've covered protests before not to this magnitude but of course similar um kind of this the same messaging right right this one was different than i think i've How seen so? before i think it, it it was you know we've this this conversation about social injustice has always been there as we know right but i think from for me it was different in the sense that it, it seemed like the passion was a little bit all too real and i'm not saying it was before and i'm not downplaying it right but I think it, it was different in that sense that you really felt that these people that were behind this and the people that showed up there really wanted to change. And I felt that. And it was also showing, hey, it's not only social injustice, but we want people to get out to vote. Right. I mean, they were registering people to vote. Right. And I also thought you just saw that fire within them. And I think documenting that and witnessing that really kind of crossed over into the stories that we were able to to do. And I was telling a friend of mine um, that sometimes we go out and we try to find the stories, you know, and it can be difficult. But the thousand, there were thousands of stories there. Right. Thousands of people there, all there for a different reason, right? Whether it be something that they were personally drawn to, a personal story, 
or they heard the message and they're like, I got to do my part, whatever it was, everyone there had a story. Right. And I just think that we've seen some of the ball rolling and, and the movement here, I think in the city locally, you know, with the change in the police department. And yeah. Tell policy. us, tell us about that. I know we briefly touched on it, but tell us a little more about that, that change in policy. Yeah. So, so San Antonio, you know, San Antonio police, um, every time that there's an, they call it an officer involved shooting. At the right. end of the day, it's when an officer shoots someone, right? Right, right, right. Now, the, and this policy started in December. This is the new policy. So a few months ago, uh, the police department will have 60 days. So within 60 days, they will, de- they will decide, Chief McManus, Chief William McManus will decide if he will release body camera footage of when an officer shoots someone. And there are certain parameters. It's very lengthy. Um, that and he'll look to see if it qualifies whatever incident happened. Right, there right. are certain things that he will not release in certain instance, instances that he will not release. The right, video. rightfully so, I think. Right, absolutely. And but that is a big change because you know, and, and I had this conversation with the chief recently and talking about that transparency. You know, it's that's always been that call, right? So now you're actually here is the police department saying, okay, here's the video. And um, let me show you exactly the moments that that happened. And I think, in a sense, that is pretty significant, just the fact that they are releasing this video and letting the public, us, see what exactly did happen. Right. And it's tough to watch. I mean, you know, recently we had the two shootings uh, involving law enforcement that were released. And, you know, it, it is tough to watch, but it's also, I think, important. It creates that dialogue, those conversations, which are still happening today and should. Right. Um, but let the people also get some insight and right. and let them form their opinion as to what went down. And right. I think that came out of that movement. And so um, I'm not saying, and I'm not here to say, oh, this is what still needs to be done. You right. know, that's not what I'm here. But I think that you did see that as a result. Right. It's a step uh, in the right direction. And, you know, I think that's a good call on Chief McManus's part. Shout out to him. Um, in that regard, but yeah, I think it's a step in the right direction, and I think ultimately good comes out of that. Sure. No, I I, I agree, and I think that you know it to this day. I think that there's still a lot of work behind the scenes, you know. And I've talked to a lot of people that were behind the social injustice movement after the uh, George Floyd ruling in this case, which is what I guess two months ago now. Right. And, you know, they wanted to make sure that, yeah, well, you're not, we're not visibly out there marching the streets like we were. There's still a lot of work behind the scenes that's still happening. And those are conversations still happening today. And I think as my role as a journalist that, of course, there are a lot of stories, right, that are out there. But it's just to at least inform the public that while you may not be physically seeing it or hearing the chants downtown like we did, there's still work that's still happening today. Yeah, Absolutely. How do you um, how do you bring that story home, man? Because you know, there's a mm. lot of I don't want to say cinematography, but mm-hmm. it's it's important to put a story together. And I know when you started, you were editing your own reels mm-hmm. and putting that narrative yeah. in there. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question, and you know, it's a tough one because I, I honestly and sometimes I want to be better at this. I want to give people some insight into our world. And I think it would change their perspective as terms of the news gathering aspect because, you know, what you see on the air, that minute and a half piece, you know, it's like, okay, that was it. 
but the amount of work that goes right. into it and 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 sometimes it's tough because obviously I'm on deadline every day but I wish I had more time to really process and dissect right. the story more and you don't have that so sometimes I have to just stop and think when I'm writing a story and I'll either close my eyes I'll listen to what I'm saying and then I look at you know the 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 interview, whoever I'm interviewing, listen to what they're saying. This is if I really have a lot of time, right? right Which right. Mo- most cases, most times most cases. I don't, man. I'm just trying to make slot here right, right, right. on the air. But, um, and I really try to, to listen to that because if I feel connected to it, and I think this is going back to my point earlier, if I feel connected to the story, if I feel what I'm saying and whoever I'm interviewing is saying, then I know that, and I hope my goal is, is that whoever's watching at home or online eventually will be connected to. And, you know, I used to say, sometimes you're given stories that you don't want to do, right? That's right. just like, hey, Henry, you know what? Like you're hearing from your bosses, this story, we got we have to have you cover. That would always be a challenge for me because then I would really want to drive home that story because this wasn't a story I wasn't connected to. So how can I be connected to the story so then the viewer will be? Right. Because if I'm not, if I already have that attitude where I don't like this story and I really don't want to do it, then I think that's going to come across in your product, right? right, and your craft. And so then that's always that challenge for me. It's it's try to find a way to where you feel connected in the sense. And, I'm, and when I mean connected, it's not me saying there's something personal in the story that I'm trying to, like, be, a tr- be attached to, Right. I, I'm all about the feels, you know, right. I'm, I'm a, I'm a crier. I'm a, yeah, I, I laugh all the time. I I've mean, I've seen you cry on TV though. Oh. <laughs> give me, give me a day and I will know <laughs> I won't, but honestly, give me a good movie. And I'm going to, I'm like a weeper. Marley and me still gets me to this day. I mean, but that's what I'm talking about is that emotional, um, connection to it. And maybe that's what I should keep saying. It, it's just get, making that being, f- feeling that. Right. And, I think when you do, and then it comes across in your in your story, people will feel that too. And I think that's how I try to drive the story home. Obviously, it doesn't happen every single time. I don't knock right. it out of the park, and it's hard. Because sometimes you're talking about really tough things. Well, there's a lot of energy that's sucked out of you, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with these kind of stories, especially traumatic ones, right? Yeah. It takes from you, and how do you, re- I mean, how, that takes me to my next question, right? How do you recharge from that? You, if you deal with violence all in a day, yeah. what do you do? You know, I think it was honestly you that maybe we you had brought this up to me a while back. I don't know if we were just having, I, I, I want to say it was you that it was just over drinks. And you made me think about that in the sense that I don't think I've ever thought about it before. Really? Yeah. Well, and I'm being, I'm being real with you and I appreciate you. I mean, there's a lot that obviously I've, we've gained, uh, that I've gained in our friendship. But likewise. I, I think that just... Allowing yourself to process that because you don't realize, and I think honestly, it's not just with me. I know you asked me the question, but any of us, we, whatever we come across that day, we always take that energy with you without knowing or with us. Right. And then when you get home, you're like, man, that was a lot recently. Um, we suppress it almost. We do. No, 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 no. We do. I think recently what I've allowed to do is just, um, kind of sit in darkness yeah. At home, and we've talked about meditation, but shout out to also Stephen. Stephen, yeah, of course, yeah, because he's, he's he was a, here. yeah, he's also helped me with that too. But now I go home, and I've been doing this a lot recently. I just turn off everything and I sit in silence, and I like doing it at the end of the day 
because then I just allow myself just to sit just you. Right. And I just try to just think of everything that day and then just kind of let it go. Right. And do you ever find moments of tears in that? Yeah. 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 Especially with whatever I came across that day, whoever I interviewed, you know, and then on top of that, within what I do is then I write in a journal of just uh, gratitudes, positives. Yep. And that's how I end my day. Uh, so then I'll write just things of what I what made me happy that day. Right. You know, is got a text from mom, you know, from dad saying good job or you looked great on the air today or a compliment from someone on the street, you know, right. or on the IG, whatever it is, you know, it's like that what made me smile and it made me happy. And that has honestly like helped to where, you know, yeah, I may go home and take that with me, but I'm ending my day in a positive light. Right. Right. And reminding myself of things that happened to me that day. And, you know, I'll go back and I'll read like, okay, June 8th, this happened and I'll read and I'll just go back and I'll read it and it'll make me smile again, yep. you know? Cause I'm like, what a great memory that it's like, then you're reminding yourself, oh yeah, that happened. There's power in writing stuff exactly. down. Exactly. And so that has really changed. But I thank you because, you know, I didn't realize that and you don't realize that, that you were taking that home. And then, you know, again, you suppress it. So then you, you're not really addressing it. Sometimes that can come out in ugly ways, right? That you don't realize. And, but then I think when you allow yourself to realize what you are taking with you and then address it and however you seem fit, right? then it's all good. And that has been a big change. I had no idea I had that. Was that like a big revelation for you here? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know you kind of took that to heart. Yeah, That's man. No, yeah, yeah. I, um, I guess I've never told you. Well, see, let's see. Get me on a podcast and all the new. truth comes out. Give me a drink and then we'll have a, <laughs> more truth will come out. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think meditation, reflecting on your thoughts, and then ultimately, like you said, starting your day positively and ending your day yeah. uh, positively is important. And I've been at fault of, of not doing that as much as I used to recently, but I try. I try to take every opportunity to express gratitude to the universe, God, whatever is out there. Yeah, so who knows what what's out there anymore? Are you getting um, better at that? I mean, you're saying you're taking I, a break, and you know, and I didn't mean to take a break. Maybe it's just that I just got too busy. That happens when you get too busy. You tend to put away things that really. I mean, the first things that go, I think, in my opinion, are the things that affect your mental, mm. which are probably the most important things. But from a perceptual point of view, mm-hmm. working, going home going to the gym, doing that, you don't think of your mental aspect unless you really pull yourself away from it. Right. Um, oh, I'm getting back into it, though. It's I good. actually started, started this week, so doing a little little different different thing to my routine. So. Yeah, and listen, I'm not saying here I'm Mr. Perfect here that does it every day. You right. know, there were, I took a break last week, and, and actually last night I wrote, you know, like or the day before, like finally first day back in a week. That right. was a positive for me. Right. And so it's, you know, just... Hold yourself accountable, yeah, right? I saw, like, I saw you post it. that story. Huh? I saw you post that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That story. I watched. I think I watched it this morning, but you posted it last night yeah, about yeah. being back in the yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. More than a year, like some normalcy. Right. Uh, tell me about your experiences, man. Experiences when you're reporting on the front line, right? You're going into this anchor position, but mm-hmm. I know you, you, you spend a lot of time on the front line. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what do you see firsthand? What do you get from that? Oh, that's a that's a good question. You know, honestly, I think this past year of we all learned something from, you know, 2020. But right. um, 
that's where I think it really resonated with me of the importance of my job of really being on the front lines. And there were a lot, obviously, our healthcare workers, and, you know, shout out to them, really, we can't really say that enough, but right. really, and, and a lot of the people that still worked in the, in the pandemic that were making sure that we were still taken care of. But even for, shout out to the journalists, right? Right. And even to us that I, I didn't work, I did work from home, but I didn't work from home. I was still out there while yeah, the streets were, there. while the streets were empty, which was so strange. I was still out there reporting. Um, what I think what I saw is just, you know, and, and I'll just talk about 2020 is just how everything clearly changed, but then really seeing it firsthand. You know, we all knew that, yeah, businesses were impacted. We all knew that hospitals were at capacity at one point. We all knew nurses and doctors were, you know, overly worked. And, but I think, you know, I've, I interviewed them. You know, I, I talked to nurses and doctors, talked to businesses, um, our city and county leaders about their handling of COVID and, you know, questioning them all the time. I mean, they had those daily briefings that just recently ended um, about a week ago, and which is kind of surreal because I was there from the beginning and right. then to see it now end. It's just, it's, uh, there's hardly no words to really describe it, but I think when you, when you as a person, you see it firsthand, it's, it, you don't really take it in sometimes because you have a job to do. Right. And I have to sometimes check myself um, in the sense that don't get so tunnel vision, Henry. Yeah. Don't get so focused that, yeah, you have a job to do, but kind of take it in a little bit more just as a human, as a person, you know, and right. I do. But, um, you know, sometimes you just get so caught up in, in the job. But I think, it, you know, in, in the front lines, and I think it goes back, and sorry, I'm just, I'm like, people are like, he's so touchy-feely, but I keep going back to that. No, but, this is important. But I think that that, I think it's like when you, when you do feel that, I think that's the biggest advantage, if you were to say it is one, in my job is that, yeah, you do come across in meeting people, and that's the beauty of my job. You don't know who you're going to meet or who you're going to learn from. And that's what I love every single day. Right. Um, that's the beauty of it. But I think it's in, then it's connecting with that person on that level and seeing that on the front lines is for me is rewarding in itself. Right. And, and, and I love that part of it. It's, it's crazy that I think to this day, all I get paid to do. And yes, there's a lot that goes into it, but at the end of the day, essentially all I get paid to do is come in, go ask people questions, you know, meet someone, ask them questions, and then go write about it, you know, and put it on TV. Like, right. that's insane to me. It's, it's like, it's incredible that that's what I get to do every day. And, of course, like I said, not every story is, like, the one that's going to be like, oh, this is the best story in the world. But I'll tell you, I try to make it to where it is, you know, and it's tough. You know, they, they don't teach you those things in, in school where – you got to go knock on the door of someone who just, someone got murdered, you right. know, but listen, that was someone's loved one. And, and it's again, allowing that viewer to connect with that person. I, San Antonio, obviously San Antonio loves the cheese man. I know yeah, that. We do. Yeah. We love to know what's up. Didn't we have a restaurant named cheese man? Did we? I think so. I could be wrong. I'm like going or St. Mary's. Did we? Oz, you remember that? <laughs> he's like, I have no idea what you're talking maybe, about. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, was this before our time? No, man. This was like 
three years ago. I think oh. it's called Adult Swim now. Wasn't that Cheeseman before? Adult Swim isn't that like a show? I don't know. Yeah, what it's are you a talking show on Cartoon about? Network. Yeah, that's a North <laughs> St. Mary's. It's a corner. It was a Mexican. Uh, it was like a Mexican brunch place. Cheeseman, man. Mm. No, I'm not making this shit up. Yeah, Hold you on. might want to Google that because I, on. I honestly feel like what you're you're saying is not true. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Mm-hmm. So with this, what they serve like? Oh, it sure was. Really? Cheeseman San Antonio. There you North go. St. Mary's. No, great. It's, All now, right. it's now called Adult sw- Midnight Swim. Oh, Midnight Swim. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've it never be been there. Yeah, okay, see, there you go. I forgot what I used to get there. Was it good? It was Clearly. Good like, from, <laughs> took you back memory lane there it for a good, second. It was good, man. It was good. I don't know why they closed. Um, I have not gone back since it's been Midnight Swim. I probably will never step foot in that place. But Why? I don't know, man. I've heard... Heard some weird stuff about that place. Come on, stay away. You know what's interesting though? What's that? Oh well, you know what? That's going on. Men- we'll just we'll just Bring move it on. Bring it. No, in. it's that that actually they had a uh, uh, a vaccine pop up site at Midnight Swim, which I thought was <laughs> really? interesting. Yes, it's a pretty good thing then. You know, I thought that was interesting. It's <laughs> like wild. <laughs> well, after a shot for a shot. <laughs> that's how I. Say. No, no, no. I mean a shot, shot for, for a shot. shot. I get it. Yeah, I get it. that's pretty good, it. right? They really did that. Yes. It, was that their slogan? No, no, no. I can't oh, listen. Shit, Give okay. me props yeah, yeah, for yeah. that. You, you come up with the good stuff. Yeah, actually, it was a, a <laughs> yeah. shot for a shot. No, um, yeah, no. The city, it was actually Metro Health, had partnered with, and I think Smoke was one, which is near here, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, they had one there, but in, very interesting in the sense that, you know, they're kind of catering to that demo. Right. To get to get vaccinated, so... So that's, that we leads me to uh, topic. This was yeah. good though. This is good. It's taking me to the other topic. So when Uh-oh. you go when you go out to, to the places, bar, yeah, when you go out <laughs> to places, <laughs> do you? I mean, people obviously fanboy over you. You're probably the best dressed anchor in San Antonio, yeah. Texas. Tell me, uh, it's hard competing next sitting across from you over here. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> do you? Do what do you deal with, man? When people see you in public, do, it, do, are people nice or are mm-hmm. some people like, hey, we don't no, like, like what you. you're doing as a reporter? Mm. I I haven't had that. No, no, good. Which is great. Yeah, thank you. Not saying that's not going to happen. And please don't come at me. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> hope it doesn't happen. Um, but uh, no. The, I just yeah. think about those things. You know, you're reporting news, and some people, you know, they take it the wrong way. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, I get messages and right. emails, and you know, if, and listen, I I like people to hold me accountable too. Yeah, of course, we I, all have to be you held know, accountable. Yeah, and so um. It, it's it's interesting. It's either you get people who are, um, oh, my God, you know, I love you, and I appreciate it. I love everyone, too. Right. <laughs> Spread the love. But um, Or you get people who are afraid to come up to you, and, and then I'll get the message on some on social media somewhere. And it's, it's I think it's going back to what we first started. It's like they see me so serious and, like, hardcore on the air <laughs> that they're like, they're like this to to guy you. is like a little too intense for me and then i'm like man if they only knew i'm not intense at all like i don't bite yeah, you're pretty soft uh <laughs> in a good yeah, way yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice guy yeah yeah hey there's nothing wrong with being soft i'm all there's hard nothing wrong with being uh, soft. yeah no so you're then, hard at work yeah soft <laughs> that, out of work. I, I like that um no, so I tell them, it's like, you know, I wish you would have, you know, come up to me and, and said hello and, and that kind of thing. And because then you'll get to know me and be like, you know what? He's not a bad guy after all. Right. And at the end of the day, I think it's like I'm a people's person. It's that is who I am. I love meeting people. And um, 
and I always say, I mean, my, my motto is, is everyone has a story worth telling. And I know right. that sounds cheesy, but I do believe in that. We all have our own story and our own path and our own journey. And I think I'm always interested in hearing people's stories, whether it just be their background, just the way that they live today, right? what they've learned, because then I can learn from that. Right. And, um, but yeah, no, it's always great. And I always tell people, if you see me out, by all means, come up, say what's up, say right. hello. Um, yeah, and I know with COVID, it was kind of hard. But um, yeah, no, I, it's, it's great. I always, the, when I moved here, and I still believe this to this day, the people is what makes the city. Right. And I've always felt so welcomed and inviting. And if I go to the south side, the west side, the east side, the north side, wherever side, I've, it's like when I connect with, with people, they're like, do you, do you want to stay over for dinner? You know, or you, if you don't have family here, which I do have family here, shout out to the fam. I'm We're, your family. Yeah. Too, bro. <laughs> We're all fam. We're all family. Fam, bro. Um, no, no, no. It's like, hey, do you want to come over for Thanksgiving? I'm telling you, this, these are the people of San Antonio who legit just met me like right. within an hour ago and they want to invite me over for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? That's, 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 good. Th that's good people. We're a good city, yeah, man. Exactly. And I always said this lady on the South side, she's like, anytime you're on the South side, you need to use the restroom. Me, well, just come over <laughs> because that's a problem with journalists, bro. It's like when you're out in the I'm scene, a seven 11 or what you got to man. And you're hoping that a seven, I'm this is, the see, these are the things people don't too, know. Bro. Well, listen, <laughs> When you got to go, you got to go. So <laughs> I got to go. And so she's like, hey, if you ever need a restroom, like, you know, just let me know, mijo. Like, just come on over. Which is a little strange. But, hey, listen, when you got to go, you got to go. I'm going to take it up. Right, right. I'm going to ring your doorbell. <laughs> Hi. That's hilarious, man. I bring that question. Up. I saw a documentary recently. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called The Fourth Estate on Amazon. Mm-mm. Um, should I watch it? You should watch it. Okay. I won't go too deep into it because it gets pretty political. But it follows New York Times reporting in. 2016 to 2020. Okay. So it's intense, man. These reporters, they deal with a lot. And, uh, you know, I always think of that whenever I'm looking at back at friends like yourself reporting here in San Antonio. You know, what kind of what kind of stuff are you dealing with out there? Yeah. It, 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 I, I can say, like I was telling you, for the most part, really haven't had anyone really, ugh. Good. You know, how dare you do this X, Y, and Z. Most part, everyone here is very loving, which is nice. Good. Let's let's keep the the, the loving. Let's keep that love rolling. Yeah. <laughs> if that ever happens to me, I'll kick their ass. Oh wow! Okay. I'll call you up. Speed dial number three. Yo, I got my bodyguard over here. Got your back, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it's a that. a lot of love there. Likewise, I don't know what I'm going to do to them, but I, I got you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, every segment of podcast, I always uh, I like to pull the finish with um, with the younger audience. Right? There's a lot of young people listening. Shout out to they, the young people. Shout out to the They're young our people, future. Man. They are. Trying to say we're old. They are. I we are kind of old, bro. What am I? What? Eighty nine, dude. Ninety. Nine, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm in my sixties. Do you? Come on. My joints. My body. My body. Not, okay. Not, not my mind. My mind feels very young. Okay. My joints. My body. Like my. Uh, you do feel old, legit. Like yeah, man. I think I think I sabotaged a lot of stuff, uh, lifting weights, like when I was twenty one. So I'm dealing with all that, but. As I'm getting back to the subject, younger audience for sure is listening. They have aspirations for things, right? What do you? Uh, what advice do you give to the younger audience that has aspirations to join the journalism world, um, reporting? Maybe they're reporting independently on themselves. Maybe they're blogging. Mm. You know, for me, it's I. I think well, there are a lot of things, but just top of mind, real yeah. quick. Give I us, say, give us maybe two points, three points. Yeah, I think don't. I've always come across with age 
and you're too young. You don't understand. You look too young. Right. I've always had that issue. Oh, yeah. Likewise. um, But I've always proved him wrong. Of course. And so I always say it's that while you may be young, while you may look young, you're kind of still figuring things out. If there's something that you want to, you know, work or experience, you know, and I, I know it's like you always hear, go for it. But really, go for it. Right. Um, because I have. I've had a lot of different experiences at a young age. And and I think that it at that age, it can be very detrimental in the sense that you almost just kind of plays with you. Like, okay, maybe I am, maybe I can't do this. Or I am too young that I wouldn't understand. Who says that you can't? Right. Um, just because, you know, history has proven itself. And, and what does that even mean? Right. You know, I think secondly, it's believe in your timing. And I've had to, it's taken me a while to learn that one. Um, and that timing is everything. And what I say your timing, I think in, in our generation, in our age, and I think even more so this younger generation, it's almost like that instant gratification right. of, and I want this now. And right. and that's great to have that mentality, but sometimes the way life works, it doesn't happen that way. Right. So you get burnt out when you have that mentality, in my opinion. Exactly. It Because it, it messes with you. Right. It plays with you. So I think that you have to trust in your timing and realize that it will happen. It just sometimes it takes time. I think the third, it's that in whatever craft that you're in, whether it be journalism, in anything that right. you do, I know this sounds a little bit like I hear this all the time too, but I think, and what I mean by this, and I hope that this comes across, is that that you really have to, though, believe in yourself, and and I and I do hope that that point comes across in the sense that I'm just not saying that, but you really do to be your own biggest cheerleader, yeah. You do, but you really have to. Like I'm telling you, like I've always heard that, and sure, when I was younger, it's yeah, I believe in myself. But did I, you know, sure, maybe, but sitting here today, yes, like, and that takes a lot of work, internal work, um, to get to that point where you feel like, you know what, I do believe in, and I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, right? but don't give up in that process. I think in those things, when you get to realize in your own timing, when you have that belief in truly yourself, and whatever it is that you do, then it will make all the difference. And I do hope that that resonates with them and and that it does take time, but it is a working progress. And we all have our own journey in getting to that point. So whatever your journey is, respect that too. Because it can be very easy just to look at Joe Blow and in the same craft and be like, how is it that, you know, they're moving up? Or how is it that they have all these experiences. Could it be luck? Could it be this? Could it be right. whatever? When you start looking at that, that also messes with you. Trust in the process. Trust in your own journey. Believe in yourself. I know it sounds like cliche. We hear it all the time. But I hope that my point is is that you truly believe that because it is what I'm telling you. It's, it's, it makes all the difference in the world. Right. Well, Henry, I certainly appreciate you coming by the studio today. Thanks, um, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you, as it always is. Yeah. And uh, I know there's a lot of people listening out there that are going to benefit greatly from your experience and what you had to say here today. I appreciate you giving us the platform. I mean, cool. shout out to you and all these previous guests and the future guests, kind of enlightening and expanding our horizons. So thank you, sir. Yeah.
Alrighty, guys. So if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, make sure that you're subscribed. You hit that subscribe button again, vice versa. If you're watching this on YouTube, there's actually, so there's a video for those of you listening. There's actually a video. Make sure you're, make sure you go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel and, um, and yeah, watch the video along with it. Uh, that finalizes our episode. We'll see you guys on the next one. Henry, pleasure having you. Later, man. Thank Alrighty. you.